To the Wampa's Lair podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Leclerc and Jason Hunt, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair Podcast. This is episode number 257. Your host, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Captain Rex to my Commander Cody, we have Carl LeClaire. I've got two guns. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, but it was. Um, how's it going, Carl? Oh, pretty good, Jason. I I am uh I'm very 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 excited to talk some just recent Star Wars stuff with you, my friend. Yeah. Um and I was telling Jason off the air that uh I kind of did a little blast from the past this morning. I, I I so I moved to a new apartment over the weekend, which was as all of you probably know who've ever moved, it's it's a nightmare moving. It sucks. <laughs> um but uh, I, I woke up this morning and I pulled up the old Sarlacc Pit uh, video cast from when we were at Fan Days in 2011, which is where we met. Um, right. And uh, I rewatched that, which, had, which I have not probably watched in a number of years. Um, and it was just so funny to see, see us then. And I can't remember, I think, because they recorded us on the last day of Fan Days and... Um, I'm pretty sure I asked you on the last day if you wanted to start a podcast and, uh, it was just so funny to see us back then. And, and I don't know, like it just, uh, reminded me of how much I love doing this show with you. <laughs> oh, well, that makes me feel special now. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been so long ago and I've looked back at pictures from that and I'm, oh my gosh, we look so young. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we did. And then we took those weird, like, you know, almost prom pictures with Catherine Tabor. Um, uh, that. She was beautiful. She was. Still is. We were very awkward. Yes. yes. We were <laughs> awkward in those pictures. Yeah. I, I remember I tried to slip her my business card. Um, I'm kidding. I didn't have one. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, you had a business card? Back you know then? what's so funny is um, um, in, my, in my office at work, uh, there's like in the main part of the office. So, like, I work with five other people on my direct staff and we all have our own little offices, but then there's a main office that connects all of ours. And in that office, there's like a, um, a plastic container with all of our individual business cards. And one of, one of the students that came in yesterday accidentally knocked it over. So I was putting them all back yesterday and I noticed that most of mine were gone. I was like, Oh, that's kind of neat. Maybe students are taking my business card. But then I also remembered that I have our Wampusler business cards on my desk and those are completely gone. So, (laughs) Ah. Um, 
So apparently the students are more interested in me as a podcast. And it's so funny because a lot of the uh, like residents life staff continually tell me they're like, oh, yeah, I hear like the students walking around the dorm talking about your podcast all the time. I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's pretty great. Getting some new listenership. uh, Was it? Where's the school again? I forget which school uh, you're at. Emmanuel College. That's it. So anyway, um, but yeah, no, uh, we decided we wanted to, to just do a brief episode um, before giving you guys the, the great content from the Tucson Comic Con Last Jedi panel that Jason was part of. Um, and uh, before we get to that, though, the first thing we want to hit is we, we have a contest winner, Jason, from Tops. We do. <laughs> Yes, we, we got a, another review on iTunes, and uh, so we, we really appreciate that, uh, which means that our lucky winner is going to be receiving uh, a pack of the Tops Journey to the Last Jedi trading card set. That's right. And our winner was um, username ChaseC1865. So if you are listening, and I hope that you are, Please send us an email, wampaslayerpodcast at gmail.com, with your, your full name and your mailing address so that we can send that out to you as soon as possible. Um, yes. And, of course, thank you for the, the kind review. And we're very glad that we helped you get through your oh, – I'm trying to remember what test it was. Um, he was taking, a, I think, like a graduate level class or she. Uh, we don't know that it's a girl or a guy. Um, hold on. I'm gonna, the name is Chase, so I'm assuming it's a guy, but, you know. One can never, never be certain. All right. I know they said that we helped. Oh, CPE. They're CPE. I I think that's a business exam. I don't know. I'm a theologian, so (laughs) 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 I could be really wrong. Um, Do you know what a CPE is? I don't. I'm a a fine arts major. Yeah, they're CPA exam. I'm pretty sure that has something to do with business. Sounds Um, about right. And they passed. So congrats on that. (laughs) um, So Chase, congrats on passing your CPA. And, of course, thank you for the, the very, very kind review. Um, and uh, please, you know, like I said, shoot us an email with, your, um, with your, your mailing address so we can send that out to you. Yes, that would be awesome. Um, so what else do we want to cover here real quick before uh, we introduce the, uh, the panel audio? Um, well, the first thing I kind of wanted to hit on was um, re- responding to myself from last episode. And I know that there was um, – Actually, there was only only one social media comment. Um, I think his name was Dustin, and, and I really appreciate Dustin's comment where he, he just kind of called me to task. And he's like, yeah, I didn't enjoy Carl in the last episode. And, you know, he wasn't – you know, we've had people in the past, Jason, who are like like oddly very rude to us um, without like giving much context. Um, but Dustin's just – you know, he, he was straight and to the point, and I, and I appreciate it. Like, you know, I did, it didn't make for enjoyable listening, like his, his negativity and – you know, uh, we've made a promise and you've obviously been good with it um, about like, you know, we want our show to be fun and positive and just enjoying and loving Star Wars. Um, that being said, like, of course, we're going to occasionally have critiques and I think that's good and that's that's a normal thing. Uh, I got a little over overboard on the last episode and, and you know, I apologize for that, um, you know, and, and, and I really appreciate Dustin kind of just pointing that out, um, you know, and he, he was kind enough to say I look forward to the next episode. <laughs> um and, uh, you know, it's great that we didn't lose him. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I do I do apologize to those of you who felt like uh, either annoyed or offended or I took away from the experience that certainly was not my intention. Um, 
you know, so I, I really do apologize about that. I mean, I, I do, I do, I'm going to stick to my guns. I do think that there is a little bit too much right now coming out in the Star Wars world. Um, but uh, that being said, it doesn't mean I still don't love Star Wars and there's plenty to, to, to love on right now that without, you know, being all like, Oh, this is too much. Or I don't like this or I don't like that. You know, um, at the end of the day, I love star Wars and that's what I want the focus of all of our content to be. Yes, we, we love it. And, uh, the one thing that's good about all the content coming out is that you can start picking and choosing what you want to really focus on. So you don't, nobody is going to be able to keep up 100% with everything. So, I think the sooner people realize that and stop expecting <laughs> to be able to keep up with all the content coming out, the better. Right. Uh, well, and, so. and I also think it's fair to say that, like, you know, um, it's okay to not love all the content. You know, I mean, yes. in, in the course of my Star Wars fandom, there has been content in the past that I also haven't loved. You know, I mean, there were a lot of EU books that I didn't care for. There were you know, video games I didn't care for. There was all sorts of things I didn't care for, but it didn't matter because there's always so much more that I loved. And that's still the case. Um, so again, like uh, I, 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 that's the focus of this show. That's the focus of my fandom. Um, and, uh, you know, again, so I, I apologize for that negativity last episode and, um, hopefully you're still with us. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I think it was a valid argument to be had, and I'm sure there are other people out there who would feel similarly. So yeah. uh, it was – I think while it may not have been necessarily enjoyable to everybody, it's probably healthy that it gets aired somewhere. Right. Um, particularly in a fashion where we are, where we can you know toss the discussion back and forth without getting angry and yelling and you know telling people each other that you're not a real Star Wars fan right so yeah exactly and and you that's know, the dumbest statement ever you're right. not a real Star Wars fan right or, or and and to be fair at the end of the day too it's not I, I think it's very unfair to say someone's right or wrong right because at the end of the day star, I mean because Star Wars is an art form it's subjective so you know to be like oh I think there's too much well that doesn't make me right or wrong. It just, that's my opinion. Right. And for people right. who are like, I love every single thing that's coming out. Give me more. You're not right or wrong either. That's your opinion. And that's, you know, and you're entitled to it. So, um, you know, I think it's, uh, the thing I appreciate with you, Jason, is we don't, there's a lot of things we don't agree on in, in star Wars, right. which is why I love doing the show with you, but <laughs> I never look at you and say, you're wrong in the way you think. And I know you never look at that way about me. It's, it's just great. Like you love what you love and I love what I love. And that makes a great mutual love. It does. It does. And one thing that we both seem to be loving is yes. all the, the new content coming out, uh, for last Jedi. And Oh, oh my gosh, this movie d- looks like it, will be fan flippantastic. I cannot uh, wait for last Jedi to come out. I really can't either. Did you see, um, uh, so, so Greg sent me today, my friend, Greg, um, sent me a, uh, picture of the Lego set for Octu, and it's like a training, a training ground scene, Lego set. It just, Oh my God, it screams Dagobah to me. And I am like, Oh, in all my glory. <laughs> Let me see. I did not see this. Let me see. Let me see if uh, I, can, I can send it to you real quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you made the point uh, the last time we recorded, Jason, about how um, this particular film has the potential to be my favorite Star Wars because, right, like it's going to hit on 
all of the uh, you know like the mythological and 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 force side of things, which is obviously my favorite part of Star Wars. Um, and obviously, my rebuttal was well. I'll always have a, the nostalgia. The nostalgic effect for Empire will always be <laughs> my number one. But that being said, Last Jedi certainly could very well be one of my favorite of the Star Wars films. Okay, here we go. I'm sending this to you right now. See, I, I pulled it up online. So. Oh, okay. Ah, there we go. Sorry, everybody. That's <laughs> they're like, shut up, guys. <laughs> Stop sending stuff to each other. Um, but Jason, you know, obviously, all the great Last Jedi. It, you know, um, it's 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 like there's a, a every a commercial almost every other day. You know, a different TV spot, oh. and, and they're generally the same footage with like a couple like added little things. Um, and obviously, I loved the most the the most recent one called I think it's called Temptation, um, which I played at the top of the show. Um, you know, it's just again we've when this is something I'd, I'd love. I think we're going to come back to and if for an entire episode talking this topic, but the idea of the importance of story beats in star Wars in each of the subsequent trilogies, right? Like while they're not necessarily copies of each other, they are mirrors of each other. And, yes. and I think that's really, that's really intelligent storytelling for a mythology, um, right? Like there are story beats in the originals that were used again in the prequels and again, or seem to be being used in the sequels, which I think is great. Like they're not the same, but they follow some of the same story beats. And it seems like, again, this middle chapter, it's all about the struggles of our characters. And um, with our main, you know, our heroine here with, with Ray is the possibility of temptation. Um, and that's, you know, that was, that was a reality for Anakin's character. That was a reality for Luke's character. Um, so it, it's, it's great to see that they are doing similar story beats without telling the same story. Yeah. The one thing that I will say, though, is as everything starts gearing up and we get a basically a new TV spot every day or every other day as we, you know, march towards the inevitable release of this movie, this is when I start zoning out when it mm. comes to all the, the promotional and the marketing stuff that's out there. This is when I start going, okay, um, I, there's just too much. And so I'll stick with my... <laughs> I'll stick with the uh, the trailers uh, and you know all the the big news stuff, but uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I won't be talking a lot about TV spots because I probably won't see ninety percent of them. To be perfectly honest. However, if Carl gets super excited about one and he shares it on our Facebook page <laughs> like he did this last one, I'll see it so I can know what everyone's talking about when they respond on Twitter, and I'm going. <laughs> But <laughs> Carl Sorry. is being really uh, persistent with this Yoda it's on the my, other side of the it's camera. It's my Bendem Yoda, Jason. It is the okay. That's the Bendem Yoda. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. It almost, it almost looked like a Yoda that she got out of a soap, bar of soap. Um, <laughs> he looks like a bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. Uh, you know, a, a good friend of mine was saying the other night uh, we were all out, and um, he was saying how he he feels like he's going to start zoning out as well, mainly because he doesn't want anything to be spoiled at this point. I don't think any big spoilers would come from these TVs, but but at the end of the day, right? Like if you don't, if you really want to go into every aspect and be and be surprised, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jason is now messing with me with a really fun art. What is that R two? It's the um, Sideshow Collectible 6-inch Deluxe. That is awesome. I, <laughs> that looks so uh, cool. A friend, a friend sent 
that and the C-3PO to me. So I've got them sitting right above my my computer. Wow, I'm a, I'm a lousy friend. I didn't send you either. <laughs> um, See, get a good deal at a hotel for his honeymoon because I work at a hotel chain. Fair enough. And so he was like, here, here's some stuff for my collection that I don't have any room for anymore that you would love. Awesome. So just mailed it to me. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, 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 I can't wait for Last Jedi. And so I was going to say, um, you know, a lot of folks probably know this about me, but I, when it came to Force Awakens, I loved spoilers. And I, I had a general sense of that plot, like probably in August of 2015. Like I, like I knew Han was going to die. I knew most of the main story points. And at the end of the day, like not everything I read was spot on, but in general, like it was a pretty good match. Um, the other, so yesterday at work, I had to go into work just for a little while, but there was like nothing to do. Um, it was the one day, the one day since I've started in August where I had nothing to do. So I, I actively went searching for spoilers. I couldn't find anything big. Like I, I know like a few little things that again may or may not be true, um, but I don't. And at this point, like I'm done looking. Like I actually, I, I, I'm really excited about seeing this movie, and I, you know, will know next to nothing. Like that, uh, I, that's never been the case with me for a Star Wars film since the prequels. Phantom Menace. I didn't know anything about Phantom Menace, but Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. I read the plots. Like I read this. Actually, I read the scripts like a month before. Um, so like all of those, like I went in knowing everything and force awakens. I knew and came, went in knowing most everything. Although to be fair, I didn't know much for rogue one. Um, but I'm really, this is like my first time ever, Jason going into a star Wars movie relatively in, in the dark. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, uh, see, I, I like doing it that way. Um, and I can't do it purely that way being a podcast host because things get shared and, People will talk about it, and I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know that, and I wasn't necessarily trying to find that out, but now I know it. Cool. <laughs> so, um, But, you know, I, I think some of the big things, obviously, Han dying was something that we speculated from the start. You know, that, that's not something that was overly shocking to me when Han died in The Force Awakens. I didn't know that was going to happen going in, but I had a strong suspicion. Sure. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I went in, in fairly... Um, fairly blind on force awakens and i think everyone is going in pretty blind here with last jedi just because there's nothing really out there to to spoil you know there's a probably a few small things from what i'm gathering but there's not anything major and everyone's just sort of sitting around twiddling their thumbs re-watching all the trailers and tv spots hoping to glean information from something that's designed to ask more questions than give answers. So, um, right. And again, those TV spots, um, are, are generally there for the, 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 the secular public, right. Who is just, is just trying to gear them up and get them excited about the film. Um, and, and, and again, if, if you notice, um, just in general, a lot of these TV spots and even the most recent trailer are heavily based in Kylo and Ray, and I think, again, that's partly to, to remind folks who might have seen Rogue One last year like that this is the continuation of what you saw the year before, right? Right. Like, for the more general public. 
Yeah. That's why we've yeah. seen very little of like Rose and Finn and Poe. I mean, we get a little glimpses of Poe and Finn, but we're not getting like any of DJ, you know, right? Benicio Del Toro's character. We're not getting any Rose, right? Like these new characters that we as Star Wars fans know about aren't really getting hit on in the TV spots or trailers because, again, I think that that marketing campaign is for the folks that they're getting excited to come back. We're, we've all been in since day one. so Right. Right. No, I, I agree. Uh, a lot of the marketing stuff is to get the the general public, the old GP, uh, <laughs> interested and excited for for these movies. Uh, so they'll go see it with us the on opening GP. weekend. Yes. <laughs> I think I picked. I think I picked that up from Steve Glosson. I'm. I think that's where I heard that. I'm not sure. The old GP. <laughs> yep. The old GP. General public. Oh, that's uh, great. But yeah, that way they'll go see it with us on opening weekend. So, um, but yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Gear this, so can't wait. Um, right. So, Jason, before we jump into the um, the panel that you you were part of, um, we just wanted to talk very briefly also about um, actually two, sorry two more quick things um, before we get to the thankful for Star Wars because obviously tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Um, let's just real quick battlefront two. It's been out for about a week now, just well, actually just under a week. It's been out for five days. Um, and, and we've been talking about this a little bit, um, off air and, 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 and via text and stuff. Um, with my move this weekend, I got to play very little. Um, I've done, I've done primary. I actually all, have only done multiplayer. I wanted to wait because I'm, 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 this is my first vacation since starting the new job until Sunday. So I, I want to start the campaign probably tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Um, but, uh, we've both have been thoroughly enjoying this game in, yes. in multiplayer. Yes. Oh yeah. No, I, I played a, just the first few opening, uh, stages in the campaign, uh, just to sort of get an idea of, of of how the setup is going, it, it takes place you know right before and then during Return of the Jedi. Um, so it, it, it's one of those things where uh, the the story really hasn't developed for me yet. I've just started playing some of the first initial stages, um, so I don't really know how that's going yet. But it looks great and it's interesting. Uh, enough so far that I'll go back to it soon. But multiplayer has been just a blast. Um, I've been having so much fun running around. Uh, you know, a lot in Galactic Assault, just because they're so big. The maps are so big, and there's so much to do uh, with those levels. Um, and ironically enough, the the <laughs> the one character that I'm doing the best with is the the standard assault battle droid. Like across anything that I've been doing, you know, it's like the one that I get, you know, the most points with the one that I get the most options for heroes with is that silly little battle droid. Yeah. I don't understand it because I think some of the other, you know, character types and stuff are cooler, but I'm like, uh, okay, (laughs) Roger, Roger, (laughs) (laughs) but it looks gorgeous and it's been actually quite fun to play. So I, I've been enjoying it thoroughly. So, not that I've been playing it every day because I just don't have that kind of time, but uh, I played it on and off since uh, since I've got it on last Friday. So, yeah, and, and I'm in the same boat. Like it's been here and there when I've had the chance. I mean, I, I moved over the weekend, so 
I, and, and worked all, all, all weekend as well on top of that. So it's been very little. Um, what I've enjoyed the most, though, and I was telling you this before we, we started recording, was I, I really like the strike mode, which is all objective-based, 8 versus 8. Um, and uh, it's just really cool, like, seeing those expanded levels. Um, you know, we're seeing parts of, like, we're back on Hoth, but we're not in the same parts at all. Um, I'm hoping we get a Bestman DLC, even though I know it came out with the last one. I never got it. I would love to play on Bestman. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, the game is gorgeous. Um, it's, it's so much fun. I, I suck. I mean, I'm, I'm not a gamer like you as well. Like neither of us are real gamers, um, outside of, you know, a brand new star Wars game. So I, I am pretty typically like either dead last or right towards the bottom of, of, of things. Cause I'm not very good, but it's, it's really fun. Um, and I'm looking, you I know you and I are going to play tonight for a little bit for the first time together. And, yes. um, at some point, you know, I remember, I think it was Joey, Joey Letson who created a Wampus Lair, um, like group on the, the last battlefront. And we, I, I think a c- couple times we played with a few folks, but, uh, we'll have to consider doing that again with the new battlefront. Yeah. Once we figure out what what the heck we're doing, um, right, exactly. Yeah, you you guys are probably all a lot better than both of us. So, uh, yeah, which isn't yeah. saying much. <laughs> oh, not really. Um, but uh, but what's also cool is like you can always do like the um. So like tomorrow for Thanksgiving, we'll go over to my friend's Greg Greg's house, and uh, I'm hoping at some point we'll get a, a quick second because he does have two controllers, so we'll play some you know split screen co op stuff for fun. Um, which is nice. It's it's fun to do some of those offline modes as well. Yeah, where you're just going yeah. against AI things, and you can set them to rookie, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you can feel like a beast because you're just destroying everything. Exactly. It's like thirty player kill streak. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're all a bunch of rookies. <laughs> exactly. They can shoot you like a thousand times, and you're still fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, right. Man. Uh, and of course, we just got news today of uh, you know more details about the uh, Last Jedi DLC that they're going to be releasing on December fifth. Um, they're going to have two new heroes to add, uh, Finn and Phasma, um, and then two hero ships. I think that they're adding two. I forget which ones. Plus, they're going to be adding a new level to Galactic Assault. Uh, it'll be Crate. Nice. And, and and then they'll be adding a space battle for uh, Dakar as well. Nice. Uh, oh, that's I did not hear that today, Jason. So thanks for sharing. Um, I can't wait for crate. I think that look, that love that that planet looks really cool. And Dakar again. I'm I'm gonna I'm still sticking with the fact that I really think that's where the movie's gonna open is the the space battle of Dakar, right? Like they're gonna Snoke is gonna send his fleet now because they know where it is, right? Like they were targeting it right. with with Star Killer Base, but it was destroyed beforehand. They know where it is. He's gonna send the fleet to basically cause the resistance to run. I think, and I still, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about how crate they think crate's going to be kind of towards the beginning. I think that's going to be the end battle. I really I, do. I think you're right. So, so time will tell. By the way, I don't know this from spoilers. That's just that's that's my impression. And, and again, like that, like still that the 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 shot we've seen the most of Poe, right, where he's kind of leaning out the window with almost like a shocked look on his face. I still feel like that's like the Dakar battle where, um, you know, like they get surprise attacked in a way. Um, yeah, and, and they're they're evacuating, and the first order fleet shows up uh, much faster than they expected. Exactly. So. And did you see? I think it's again in one of the TV spots though, where there's the shot of him and Leia, and he says to Leia, "Permission to get into an X-wing and just uh, blow up some stuff." Or, or what does he say? Do, do you remember something this like one? that? Yeah, and she's like, "Granted." 
And again, I think that's probably when then the next shot will be him running down the hall with BB-8 behind him and his, you know, pilot gear and stuff gets blown up there too. So, right. um, yeah, I think the Dakar battle is not going to go well for the resistance. No, probably not. So, but, but I think they'll we have win, I think three they'll weeks, win so. three weeks to find out. Yes. Oh my God. Three weeks. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm grinning like a fool over here. So I'm, grinning, uh, I'm grinning like Jar Jar. <laughs> well, Lisa's so smiling to see you, sir. Lisa's so smiling to see you, sir. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what else we got? Well, you know, so let's talk about that. I think that's a perfect segue, Jason, into to why we're thankful for Star Wars. I am thankful for the fact that in three weeks, we all get to go see a new Star Wars movie. Yes. Yeah. How, how amazing is that going to be? That's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm really getting excited for this movie. And um, honestly, I, I can say I was a little trepidatious, maybe not trepidatious, but a little wary of the sequel trilogy. Um just in the back of my head for a while and force awakens was fun, but didn't like blow me away, but everything I've seen coming out of last Jedi, just looks so phenomenal. So I'm really looking forward to this movie. So I'm like, I cannot wait. I'm, I'm pins and needles waiting for this movie and it cannot come fast enough. So sometimes I wish I could just jump into a TARDIS and go three weeks in the future and watch it now. Keep your doctor who out of here, Jason. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just found out my roommate enjoys Doctor Who. I never knew that. He was telling me the other day. He's like, oh, yeah, I really like it. And I was like, because he was watching some the other night and I watched a little bit of it with him. Um, the doctor was like an older guy, not like super old. And it was a more recent episode, but he's like a little bit older. Yep, um, Peter Capaldi. He's the the current doctor and he's going to be regenerating this Christmas. Uh, they have a Christmas special and he'll be regenerating into the new doctor then so at the end okay. of that one so okay yeah i thought this Which guy was the- very weird i thought the entire episode was extremely weird too and corny so that um, sounds about right yeah yeah sounds about par for the course for doctor who yep. so yeah I, 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 <laughs> I mean i know you love the old stuff which apparently is even cornier um, oh it's it's so it's full of which, cheese like cheese whiz cheese it's, which well which takes me back to playing ping pong with you that day in anaheim <laughs> you failed mr fibbly Failed, failed, failed. <laughs> I almost wet my pants in that garage that day. <laughs> <laughs> you were laughing so hard. I really was. Um, but, um, you know, one thing that I am, I am especially thankful for right now with Star Wars is, and, and I know I've mentioned this a few times in the past, um, in, the, in the recent past, but... I have such a great group of friends right now here in Boston for the first time since I've been out here for over nine years now. And for about the past just about year, six, eight months, I have had like a great group of friends who all love Star Wars. A a couple of us more so than the others. But um, we've been playing the Star Wars RPG for about six months now. Um, having a great time. We call ourselves Gonk Squadron. We have a great time. Um, <laughs> and uh, my friend Greg is obviously part of it. Um, but uh, it has been like, it's just a great group of guys. And like just last night, we went out to play Star Wars Destiny at a, at a tournament event and we all grabbed dinner beforehand. Like these are guys that not only love Star Wars, but also just 
just really good guys. And I, I, I wouldn't have that connection were it not for star Wars. Um, and, and, and I'm just so thankful for that. And just, and even just last night, my, my really good friend, Ben, who both Ben and Greg helped me move this past weekend. Um, you know, Ben was saying to Greg and I last night, when we were getting on the train. He's like, you know what we should do is uh Saturday morning, the Saturday after last Jedi comes out, we're all going to a diner and we're just going to talk all morning. And then we're going to go see the movie again. And I was like, that is an amazing idea. Yes. <laughs> Ben's um, got the right idea there. Yeah. Ben is, Ben is, what if- his name is Ben, which is perfect because he is like Ben Kenobi. As much as that's going to drive Greg nuts because that's his favorite character. <laughs> our friend Ben is Ben Kenobi. Greg is, I don't know what Greg is. Um, he, he could be, uh, I'll have to think on that. <laughs> Maybe you'll have a character to, to label him as after you see Last Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He'll just be the planet of Crate for now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that. See, um, what's going to happen is I need to come up and visit you someday and yes. meet all this Gong Squadron. Yes, so. you do. Yes, you do. They all know you. Because um, oh, even my friend Ben, who is – he's like a very soft-spoken, like just kind, all-around good person – um, he said to me the other day when he was helping me move, he goes, yeah, I was really shocked at your attitude in the last episode. And I was like, I know. <laughs> so, and like for him to say, he wasn't like mean about it. I was like, yeah, I know. I, I, I need to like, I, I need to address that. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I just know that's not you. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, Ben. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the things I'm going to be thankful for, obviously it's, is the friendship with, with you, Carl, and the oh, fact that we're podcast one. together. So I, I'm going to steal it before you can do it because you, you're on a roll here. So uh, I, seriously, though, this has been one of the the most amazing things Star Wars has brought to my you know my life. You know, obviously, I enjoy you know the the mythology of the Star Wars, the fact that it offers you know a nice escape you know from time to time when I want to you know just turn everything else off and dive into something fun and exciting and positive. Uh, but seriously, the, the biggest thing I can say uh, that Star Wars has done that I'm thankful for is, is connected Carl and I together and enabled us to do this podcast together for so long. So I, it, honestly, I don't know what I would be doing right now if I didn't have this podcast. And if I didn't know Carl, my life would be a much worse place. You are very nice. <laughs> yeah no i mean obviously it's the same thing too is uh this has been a a consistently weekly thing that i look forward to all the time for six years now um my friendship with you is the longest lasting friendship i've had since i've moved to boston even though you don't live here but it is the longest standing relationship i've had in a very long time (laughs) um and it's one of the greatest that i've ever had you know and because it's so great because obviously we we connect and bond over this this deep passion for star wars but because of that as well we get to share so much more out of life oh yeah yeah and definitely it is i i will say this is the the <laughs> one of the most consistent long distance friendships i've ever had in my life <laughs> yeah so, yeah we make it work we make it work. And especially since the relationship is primarily long distance, you know, we only see each other in person like once every year or two or three. Every uh, yeah, well, yeah, uh, I I really wish they would they would announce uh the next celebration, which I'm assuming is going to be 2019 when um, when uh Star Wars Land opens up. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, and um 
and I'm sure if you're listening, I, I, I hope, I really do hope that you have, you know, friendships like that because of star Wars. And I'm sure many of you do. Um, and, uh, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing greater than, than a star Wars friend. Um, because it's just something you love so intensely. And even if you disagree on things like you and I disagree on things all the time. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, I really think like these Star Wars friendships are a model of, of, of good community because you have such a vast community who doesn't agree on anything, doesn't agree on everything, excuse me, yet still share such a mutual love and respect for each other. You know, I mean, yes, there are those select few in the community that are just kind of butt nuggets sometimes. Um, mm. But overall, right, like you can walk up to somebody who would say like, oh, I hate Jar Jar and be like, well, I really like him. They'll be like, all right, that's your thing then. Right. And like, be okay. And you know, it's just the star Wars fan community is, I really do think such a, um, it's just such a wonderful thing. Um, that, um, really I think can model so much for our culture in general of, of, uh, you know, what community, what good community looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very good community. Um, on the whole and a very large community. So we gotta, gotta make sure to, uh, to keep it a friendly, positive place. So don't be part of the problem because there are, there are a few problem children out there. Yeah, unfortunately, but such is life. Such is life. Few bad apples. Um, ferment them and turn them into, uh, alcohol. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then we'll all be happy. Yes. Um, <laughs> one one last thing I wanted to just say real quick for being thankful out, out in a more kind of I guess in universe way. Um, and I was telling you this before before we started recording, but I'm loving the uh, from a certain point of view book right now. The the collection of short stories that essentially chart through a new hope, and it picks up. I'm sorry, this is a minor spoiler, but the very first short story picks up immediately after Rogue One, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, these stories are just, not everyone has been like amazing, but they're all really good overall. And what's really interesting is, you know, as much as obviously I've critiqued some of the Disney stuff, it is really cool to see in some of the, the, like the, the novels and stuff that they're kind of just branching out and trying different things like this, this Luke Skywalker book right now, that's essentially Canterbury tales starring Luke Skywalker. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many, they're trying a lot of creative new things that a lot of which are working tremendously. So I'm very thankful for like seeing star Wars from a different lens. Like this has been such a fun book to read. Um, and, uh, I, I remember, you know, the, the tales from the Mos Eisley Cantina book from, I think that came out in 96 or 97. Again, it was, then they also had tales of the bounty hunters and tales of Jabba's palace. Um, so there was a short story in the most recent certain point of view about, you know, were the, the bartender at, um, Kalman's cantina. And it was such a great story, such a great story. And I, again, it's been a while since I've read it, but from what I can remember from Wur's story and, and the, uh, the tales, it was very bizarre, like very weird. <laughs> um, whereas this stuff is like, it's really good. Like again, as much as I've criticized some of Disney's stuff, 
Um, our, our, our good friend, Jim, Jim Capron, um, who was on the, the, the podcast not too long ago, you know, he sent us a, a really, really great email about, you know, he, he, he said, you know, in a way, Carl, I'm in agreement that we're getting maybe a little bit too much too fast, but he's like, Disney's always giving us such high quality product. And, and he's absolutely right. Like these, these stories have been so fantastic and, and, and so new and different, but they seem to just work in a way that the other stuff looking back on does didn't work right like they were good i remember loving those stories when i was like 12 13 but again going back and rereading them now they're kind of like ooh, what the heck, what the heck? <laughs> um <laughs> but i have a feeling that what they're giving us now in a way will stand the test of time and or, yeah. or at least just you know the, the they will age better at least yeah uh, i think they will partly because they're all you know being generated out of you know one central area so you know it's it's that helps um but yeah no i i've been consistently pleased with the product um that that we've been getting the quality of the product we've been getting across platforms in general has been quite good quite high uh which is a a a disney uh you know standard um but of course like like i keep Harping on Lucasfilm is the creative engine behind all this. Disney's just the money arm. Um, so it's uh, they're the ones facilitating the creativity and the, the direction and the guidance coming out of Lucasfilm. So um, more power to the story group and all the, the great people over at Lucasfilm for what they're putting together and putting out. So um, it's really, really quite good. So. Right. Uh, Shall I introduce the panel here? I wish you would. All right. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say uh, this was Tucson Comic Con's 10th year, uh, so they were trying to do it up big a little bit. Uh, which It's, it's um, generally a much smaller convention than what I normally go to with Phoenix Comic Con or Celebration. Um, I Last I checked, they didn't have the official numbers out for Tucson Comic Con, but my guess is it's somewhere between ten and 12,000 people uh, for the weekend. Um that being said, uh, Billy D. Williams was there. I did go to his panel. Uh, there wasn't much anything in, new in the in um, what we haven't already heard him say or stories that we haven't heard him tell before. Uh, so while I recorded that, um, I don't think I'm not going to play anything from that panel uh, because it's all stuff we we've heard him say before other places. Uh, he was entertaining. Uh, his uh, Publicist was there on on stage with him, and they're trying to get a hashtag campaign for Lando in Episode Nine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say uh, the last question that was asked by a fan was uh, from a guy dressed as Lando, and he looked quite good, quite dashing, um, and it was in his Bespin uh, fatigues and cape. Uh, and he asked for dating advice from. <laughs> From Billy D and Billy D said, "Well, first of all, be honest and be true to yourself." Um, and then he said, "And wear that cape." <laughs> so, <laughs> which of course made everybody cheer and laugh. So that was pretty funny. Because um, <laughs> yes, of course, wearing a Lando Calrissian cape is going to make you cooler, right. uh, no matter where you go. I'm sensing yeah. a future poll: name your favorite cape in Star Wars. Oh, I definitely have a favorite, and it's not Lando's. Um, oh, can I guess <laughs> what it is? Yes. 
Krennix? Oh, close, but not quite. Ooh. Oh, actually, no. Now that I think about it, yes. I wasn't thinking Krennic at first, but you, you brought up Krennic's cape. That's so cool. That's, yeah. His big dress cape, not his shorter, um, you know, military cape. His, his big dress cape yeah. is the, the nice one. So, yeah. yes, that's the one I love. Oh. Yeah. Well, what were you thinking, though? Count Dooku. Oh, right. Sure. Well, I'm, uh, I'm loving Kylo Ren's in Last Jedi. I can't wait to see that. In, in yeah, it's pretty so, snazzy. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do want to come, come back to our panel. We were in one of the smaller panel rooms. There's not too many panel rooms at Tucson Comic Con, and they're kind of set away from the main area, so you never know what you're going to get at Tucson Comic Con for panel attendance. Most panels uh, don't bring in a lot of people. Um so we are in a room that has, you know, about 40 chairs. Uh, we're setting up and we look up and they're full and we have people walking into the room and walking out because there are no more chairs. So I had to run and, and grab somebody and say, hey, we need more chairs for our panel. And they we ended up with like 60, 70 people in our room and we still had people standing in the back. So um, it was very well attended. So that was really cool. Uh, and, of course, we, we talk primarily about you know stuff for The Last Jedi and what's coming up in the future of Star Wars, primarily Han Solo. Uh, this was recorded before the announcement was made about the new trilogy and the new uh, TV series. So you're not going to hear us talk about that because that was announced the week after. So missed it by that much. Um, but uh, – it was really well attended. The people who attended were uh, very engaged. Uh, and, of course, I did it um, again with our buddies Joey Letson and Kyle Avery, Kyle Baca, who have both been on the show before. Um, the three of us. <laughs> our planning sessions for these panels have gotten to the point where we're like, okay, so we want to make sure we hit this point, this point, and this point. Great. We'll throw the bullet points up on a slide, get some pictures, and we're good. And we just kind of go the day of, you know, because we, we've done this type of panel for so long about, you know, what's going on. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the panel. Um, it turned out really well. So and, and Joey's really good at getting good quality audio for it. So you'll it's not going to be super echoey like other panels that you'll hear. So he's, it's quite good quality audio. So. Keep that in mind if you want to stick around for that. I highly recommend you stick around for it. Uh, it's some good discussion, good conversation, um, and I had a blast. So, um, And then, uh, Carl, before we, we jump into that audio, we do want to remind everybody about the new – the poll that we had going. Um, we didn't post it because we didn't know we'd be recording together this week. Um, so uh, – Right. So we want to go ahead and remind you what the poll is. Uh, it's going to be your favorite musical moment from Revenge of the Sith. And Carl, before we hand everything over to the panel, where can they respond to the poll or anything else they want to talk about um, if they want to get in touch with us? Um, on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter, <laughs> twitter.com slash um, and you can send us an email, wampaslurpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash wampaslurpodcast. Um, and Jason, before we sign off into the panel, um, just a huge thank you, of course, to our Larians. 
Uh, yes. We are forever thankful to, to all of you for your support of the show, your interaction with the show on social media. Um, the show would not be what it is without you, without all of you. So thank you. Yeah. To quote Steve Glosson, thank you so much. <laughs> yes. And we hope that you guys all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And for those of you who are not living in the, the United States, I hope you have a great Thursday. <laughs> Exactly. Have turkey on us, even though you don't live here. Um, <laughs> except not on us, because we're not sending you turkey. Right. Uh, anything else, Carl, before we wrap this up? No. Enjoy the panel, friends. Enjoy the panel. We'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. It is, if I'm not mistaken, just a few seconds before 4.30. So I think we're going to go ahead and get started right now. So, yay! Uh, we are here <laughs> to talk about uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and the future of Star Wars, because there is uh, quite a bit to talk about. And we have to get it done in just 50 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. So it's a tall order. So we're just going to be scratching the surface, uh, as it were. Um, but let's not waste any time. So uh, let's go ahead and get to some introductions. To my right is Jason Hunt from the Wampa's Lair podcast. Hello. And then over there, the little short guy right there, that's Kyle Avery from Star Wars The Saga Continues. Hello uh, there. And I am Joey Letson. Uh, I actually host a podcast as well for the RetroZap Network. RetroZap has a lot of Star Wars podcasts, um, but I host a podcast about Animaniacs of all things. So he he does know about Star Wars. Yes. so he didn't walk into the wrong panel. Exactly. I, I know what I'm doing. I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're into Animaniacs, uh, then uh, see see us uh, see me after the show for our business card. These guys uh, can tell you all about their shows as well. Yeah. Uh, Got to check those out. So before we get into the Last Jedi, I think it's important to talk about the future of Star Wars first. Yes. At least to touch on it because. We have a, we're in a new world, ladies and gentlemen, whereas before you had to wait three years at least between every Star Wars film. Now we're getting them every single year. Yes. So, my goodness, there's always something to talk about. And coming up in May, in May of next year is the Han Solo standalone film. Otherwise Athlete known as... Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes, so, just Solo. Which is... Kind of a little on the nose, but hey, it works. Yes. It gets the job done. Exactly. Well, everything was uh, you know, going uh, what we thought was just swimmingly uh, a few months ago. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were announced as the directors, and then everything kind of went to poodoo, as it were. <laughs> um, they were fired as directors. Uh, because apparently the the vision that they had was kind of s- more silly than what Kathleen Kennedy and the other folks at Lucasfilm thought it should be, right? And yes, and apparently um, Kasdan, the the writer, was also not happy with how loose they were being with the script. There was more improv on set. That's the rumor, anyways, than Kasdan wanted, um, and so they were let go. Yes. And um, who they, you know, have to come in? Yeah. Well, they. 
to come in was Mr. Ron Howard of Splash fame. No, okay, we all know who Ron Howard, of course, has done many, many other things, of course. Uh, but uh, Ron Howard has come in to, for uh, basically what I would think would almost be reshooting at least half the film, probably, because they were about two weeks away from wrapping up initially, I think. Yeah, they were pretty close to done. I mean, they'd, be, they'd been filming since early this year, and it was over the, like early in the summer, I think June or July, when they, uh, they made the switch, and then they just finished uh, filming on, on the solo movie, um, I don't know, about a month ago or something like that. Yeah. So it took them probably a lot longer than they were uh, initially expecting. Yes, but... Um, since Ron Howard took over, boy, oh boy, he has been uh, just a fan's best friend. I mean, on Instagram, he would be posting all behind-the-scenes photos. It was just like back in the old hyperspace days of, Re of Revenge of the Sith and everything, where you could see those little snippets of what things were going on. So, of course, we have young Lando, played by Donald Glover, right there. Uh, not one, but two Wookiees in one shot right down there. Uh, and last but not least, we have Tag and Bink, from the Dark Horse days in comics. So that was a nice little addition right there, too, I thought. Yes. Um, I will say Ron Howard has been the best thing to happen to the Han Solo movie because up until he came along, we knew absolutely nothing about this movie. We still know next to nothing, but he's been giving us nice little juicy tidbits and little peeks at what's been going on. Now that we have the title announced, which is, you know, Solo, a Star Wars story, maybe we'll get a trailer soon, hopefully, fingers crossed. But and maybe in front of this other big movie that's coming out sometime in December. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. One, uh, one would hope. One would hope. But <laughs> we really have no idea what's going on with this movie other than it's a young Han Solo movie that's going to have Chewie, Han, and Lando going on an adventure. And that's all we really know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but um, I mean, I'm not as excited for this movie as I am for the main saga story and finding out what's going on next with Luke Skywalker and all that jazz. But and just the idea of seeing a young Han Solo uh, alongside Chewie and Lando and the Millennium Falcon and seeing a lot of cool moments that we've heard referenced in the movies um, and maybe seeing like the first meeting between Han and Chewie and how that relationship starts and maybe why Chewie is such a loyal companion to Han. Um, maybe seeing Han win the Falcon from Lando mm -hmm. for the first time. Maybe seeing him make the Kessel run in less yeah. than 14 parsecs. 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, that, that I think is all going to be uh, really cool, fun stuff to get to see on screen. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I would like to be excited about this movie, but I haven't seen anything yet that's you know, anything yet. It's, so there's nothing to be excited about. It's a yet. tall order, too, isn't it? Like Harrison Ford, I mean, is he's equated with two people. It's Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And those are like, you think Harrison Ford is that person so for for someone else to be taking on the role it's that's a that's a quite a tall order but anyway. yeah and in fact i would almost say i'm more excited to see like chewy lando and yeah. the, the origin story so to speak of the millennium falcon and then as for the guy playing han it's like well good luck hope he's good too i would like to see a lando film more than a han film but that's just me anyway but let's go ahead and get on to the movie that we're really here exactly. to talk about. Let's yeah. go ahead and get straight over to Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is coming out in just a few weeks, really, when you think about it. It's coming out in December. So to start things off, we're going to go ahead and go straight to uh, the trailer was just released a couple weeks ago. So let's see if that plays as anticipated with my Windows 10. Here it is. When I found you, I saw raw. 
untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Kill it. If you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. just uh what was it last week is that when the world series was yes we thought yeah. it was over but it wasn't because we had a few more seconds let the past die that's the only way to become what you were meant to be darkness rises and light to meet it I need someone to show me my place in all this. Come on! This is not going to go the way you think. That trailer did not go the way I would think either. <laughs> I, um, so... Ladies and gentlemen, we have we had two very uh, exciting trailers, trailers that made me go, huh, right. at the end. Um, let me just ask you guys real quick. What were your initial thoughts when you first saw it? What were some of the things that really stood out? What I don't know. Uh, where do I start, and how much time do I have? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we could spend this whole panel just talking about our initial thoughts on it. Yes. Man, I, I know I stayed up for like an hour after I watched this just analyzing it and talking to people and stuff. But um, 
And Gosh, folks, yeah, we, we will start? get to some of your questions and stuff at oh, yes. the end. So save that. We've got some time blocked off for well, that. So I mean, I, Joey, you got the slides there, and the, yeah, the well, let's got some categories. Let's, so let's talk let's, about let's Luke. Just go in that order. Let's talk yeah, about I was Luke. Going to jump to Snoke and all that. And <laughs> we'll, I know we'll get to that. So. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about Luke here real quick. So first of all, Luke, we finally get more than zero lines from Luke in a Star Wars film. For, since the Force Awakens, anyway. Right. Um, so, boy, oh boy, I really Mark Hamill's performance in this trailer right there alone. We we heard some initial things from J.J. Abrams saying when he was, I'm assuming, seeing the dailies or something like that, saying Mark Hamill's going to win an Oscar for this film. He does such a great performance, and uh, just judging from the trailer alone, we get quite a bit. Um, Luke is in a different place than we've seen him. Not only just physically being an Octu, is it Octu or Octo? Octo. I say Octo. I say Octo. Bless you. Okay, um, we'll find out for sure in a, in a few weeks. Right. <laughs> but uh, um, so he's in a different place, I think, just emotionally as well, right? I mean, this is. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, he's obviously isolated himself deliberately, mm -hmm. and uh, from some of the hints that we're getting uh, as to why that is the case, I mean, I wasn't originally a fan of that, but the way that they're looking like they're explaining this, and of course, all of this is kind of speculation and piecing together bits that we're getting from the trailers, because they've not really said much mm -hmm. other than, yeah, Luke's kind of not a very happy person right now, and he's got a lot to a lot of room to grow and mm -hmm. move and, and change and, and all that stuff. That's kind of what they've told us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, that no specifics, just, you know, yeah, I think one thing we could definitely look forward to uh, learning about in this movie and getting more information on is um, just sort of the backstory of what happens in between episode six and seven. Um, what happened to the Jedi that Luke was training um, with Kylo Ren turning against him and sort of burning it all down. And I think that obviously is going to have a lot to do with what drives him into isolation. Um, right. But and, it's, and, and one thing we'll talk about with this trailer is just the fact that I think there's a lot of stuff in there that is sort of there to to misdirect you, um, yes. or e either completely mis well, not completely misdirect you, um, but to <laughs> sort of give you one impression, and you might think, oh, holy crap, like I wasn't expecting that. But then I think by the end of the movie, even that perception is going to be changed. They they give you one thing, and it might be that way going into the movie, and by the end of the movie, they flip it around. I've heard people complaining like, oh man, this movie's going to suck because they're making Luke, you know, look so wimpy, and he's just giving up and doesn't want to train Ray. And they've talked about in interviews and stuff how they they wanted to give Luke a character arc for these movies. Um, they didn't want to come back to this universe 30 years later after Return of the Jedi and have Luke just be this ultimate powerful force wizard, you know, Jedi master guy who can just do anything and is like ultimately morally right. And because as much as some of us fanboys would love to see that um, and, you know, we want to see Luke just pick up bad guys and be flinging them around left and right with the force and be, you know, invincible and kind of force unleashed kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> that would be fun to see, but it, ultimately I don't think it makes for the most interesting and compelling uh, movie and, and storyline. And so, just in the same way, making him a wimp who's, you know, giving up, that doesn't make it mo the most interesting thing either. So they're, they're taking him down a notch, giving him somewhere to start from, and I think we're going to see a very interesting uh, character development and kind of turnaround, and I don't think he's going to be that afraid by the end of the movie. Well, and also it looks like, from what we can piece together from the trailers and things that they're saying, is that uh, it looks like Luke was at his Jedi Temple when Ben Solo, Kylo Ren 
destroyed it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that raises a whole bunch of other questions like uh, what happened? Did w- did he confront his nephew and was unable to stand against him? Did he try to confront his nephew and then couldn't bring himself to kill his nephew? Uh, was this a surprise attack? What happened? You know, and we see his hand coming out of the, the rubble there. And I mean, if your entire temple and all the people you were training and who were entrusting their lives to you were dead when you got mm-hmm. out of that mess, I think that would, you know, rock your world a bit too. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And, and your nephew, the one who was the best, is the one who did it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's it's definitely understandable, like, the, the things that happen that drive him to that place. And again, I think we're going to get a lot more of that explained in this movie, but I think we have enough tidbits now that already it's like, well, something bad happened and Luke either felt responsible or, you know, sort of didn't want to face it. And that's why he's in isolation right now. I also think the line that he says in the trailer, this is not going to go the way you think, is also Ryan Johnson winking at all of us saying, hey, don't worry, this isn't (laughs) going to go quite the way you think. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, you know, and I was thinking we were saying talking about Luke and just the different things he's he's been through. There are have been some theorizing that is Luke going to the dark side in this in this uh, film and cuz you even look at some of the promotional no. materials, he's on the light side on like there's a great IMAX uh poster or it's like they have the light side characters on one side and you know, you have Ray and Finn and everybody like that and Luke's at the top. Then on the other side, you have Kylo and Phasma and Hux and everything like that on the dark side. Luke is on both of those posters. Luke is on both sides of that little arch. And some people are theorizing, like, oh, my gosh, what if he actually goes to the dark side? Or is he somewhere in the middle? Or, or what's going on? So No, no. Uh, <laughs> Luke is, be, is the marketing machine for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Luke is... Everyone was looking for Luke in The Force Awakens. We were looking for Luke in The Force Awakens. Yes. <laughs> and he's there for 30 seconds at the end. He says nothing and looks kind of pained or constipated. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> and that's it. That's all we get yeah. from Luke. And now we're like, what happens? Well, The Force so, Awakens, we were asking, where's Luke on the poster? They're like, oh, you want Luke on posters? We'll put him on every poster then. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, right. exactly. And, now and he's I everywhere. Think, <laughs> I, and I think it kind of relates to what you're saying too about the fact that in the force wings everybody's looking for him and even though he's not an important character in the movie itself he's very central to he's important to the other characters and so even though you don't see him on screen a lot he's still a very important character in the story and i think the same is going to be true for the last jedi although we're also obviously going to see him on screen a lot more i think just his presence and his sort of influence on the other characters is going to be felt a lot and so i think that's why the entire posters and stuff you have his shadow kind of looming over everybody Mm -hmm. the entire dynamic of the sequel trilogy i think changes when luke enters the picture yeah and that's i think what we're getting with all this promotional stuff so well it's marketing, folks. It's marketing. It's marketing. No, needless to say, he's going to be a different person than we last saw in Return of the Jedi. I think that goes without saying. Yes. He's going to be a different person. And the you know one of the people that's going to find this out is going to be none other than our main protagonist in the sequel series. And that, of course, is Rey. Uh, whether that is Rey Skywalker, Rey, Rey Kenobi, or just Rey, we don't know. And quite frankly, I don't think we're really going to discuss that much about it in this panel because we don't know. Um, but that's one of the questions I think we're going to find out in this uh, upcoming film as well. It's a, a little bit about uh, Rey's backstory, about how the heck she got on, uh, on Jakku to begin with. 
Um, but she's going to be training with Luke. So she's going to be going on her own little uh, adventure. And she has, uh, Daisy Ridley has said, uh, you know, at Celebration, that uh, sometimes it's not the best thing to meet your heroes, uh, just like in real life, because you find out they're a little different. And obviously, Luke is a little hesitant about training her. Um, I mean, he talks about, you know, only seeing this power once before, and it didn't scare him then, but it scares him now. Which brings me back to Kylo. Yes. So we'll get to Kylo. We'll get to that in a second. But yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he does seem hesitant. He seems very hesitant, and I think um, obviously Ray has felt rejected and abandoned. You know, because her family, she's waiting for her family on Jakku, and she's kind of forced to leave Jakku. Mm-hmm. And Maz talks to her and says, you know they're not coming back. And I think Luke saying, I, uh, I don't want any part of this, is going to really start pulling that scab, that abandonment, the betrayal scab open again for Ray. And I, it's going to be interesting to see how she reacts to that. Mm-hmm. If she puts up with it, if she insists, or if she challenges him, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but I'm really curious to see how she reacts and how she... Um, because obviously she's training, and obviously she's going to be much more powerful in The Last Jedi than she was in The Force Awakens. So we'll see how that happens and what she does with that rejection, but I'm, I don't think she's going to take it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. I don't At think least initially. Gonna... But again, I think that's going to be a big part of the sort of changing and evolving dynamic and uh, the character growth for the two of them. Well, one of the things you also see is, as well as... You know, whether or not it happens, in that last trailer, it almost made it look like Ray was going to just strike Luke down right there, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, she was, he was like, this isn't going to happen the way you want. He's like, I'll kill you with my lightsaber, Luke. Ka-chow. Uh, I don't, and that, that, that's her, I'm sorry, that's leaked dialogue. I shouldn't be saying that. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. You, you, you learn things when you're in the dark web like me. You know, the, the scripts, oh, of course. Dark uh, web. The dark really? web, yes. I'll kill you with my lightsaber. Kachow. Kachow. Yeah, okay. that's the lyric. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a people's shirts. Anyway. Is, is Kachow like a new planet that yep. she's going to? <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway, but the theme of Ray being tempted, that is, anyway, by the dark side, obviously is going to be is going to be prevalent in this. I mean, it is in, in our Star Wars films in general, right? Yes. I mean, you have to have the protagonist. Tempted. Tempted. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think she'll be tempted, but she's such an uh, an innocent, pure character mm-hmm. that wouldn't I, that make it so much more dramatic? Though? No, it yeah. makes it well, out of it, character. It makes it, it ridiculous. Okay. See, I don't. If she th- falls. Well, see, I don't think so, and I don't necessarily think that she is going to fall. But I think just sort of the the plausibility of that temptation and the just the possibility that she could, I think, is very real because even though she's so kind of sweet and innocent and everything. This whole, I mean, she's a, a scavenger from Jakku that's used to just fighting off junk dealers every day to try to get some portions of food to get by. And you suddenly throw her into the middle of this, you know, this galactic conflict that's going on, or it's sort of brewing galactic conflict, I guess, between the, the resistance and the First Order. It's not quite all out war yet. Um, and then thrust, in this movie. thrust on top of that, the, you know, this whole new thing with the force and these powers that she never knew she had and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's a lot to take and her whole world is being opened up and flipped upside down. And so speaking of flipping upside down, let's show this shot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Uh, that was a perfect segue. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So Ray being pushed back here by Snoke. What the heck is going on in this trailer? Uh, this was not something I anticipated seeing. I mean, you equate, you know, you think like, okay, Kylo is the Darth Vader and Ray is Luke and everything like that. And then obviously, so you got Snoke playing kind of the part of Emperor Palpatine in these movies. Well, Luke didn't face against Emperor Palpatine in The Empire Strikes Back. She's doing this way too early. She should be doing this in Episode Nine, not right now. Yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> and and my two thoughts on that are, one, when Luke says that line, uh, this is not going to go the way you think. I mean, immediately for me, I kind of draw the parallel to Luke on Dagobah with Yoda wanting to leave and fight Vader and try to save his friends and go, Yoda going like, no, trust me, like you're not ready. You're going to be tempted. This is not going to go well. Um, and I think it's the same thing here with Luke talking to Rey. Maybe she's eager to run off and fight Snoke and Kylo Ren and thinks that, you know, because she's got this raw potential or, you know, huge force ability that Luke sees in her that she's just going to be able to, you know, fight for the good guys and be like, I can take him down. And he's like, no, like, you, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the, just kind of as a side note too, one thing that was cool about this, this is one of those holy crap moments in the trailer where it's like, we were not expecting to see this. Right. Um, it's the kind of thing that if I had read like a leaked spoiler or something saying that Ray was going to confront Snoke face to face in this movie, I'd be like, well, there's no way they're putting that in the trailer. Like that's one of those surprises they're going to save for the movie. So if that's in the trailer, I'm like, how much cool stuff is in the movie that we haven't even seen yet? And I think yeah. there's going to be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really interesting. I, I'm i of the the mind that I think she got captured somehow and was brought before Snoke, and he's tempting her, and she refused, and this is punishment. That's mm. my theory behind this one shot that you know there's no context for, because that's what we are. We're Star Wars fans, and we create an entire theory based on one shot where there's no context. Um, well, you know, and, and we were talking about this before uh, the panel, but I, I strongly believe that Snoke, at the beginning of the first trailer that we just showed, is actually talking to Ray. No. You, he says no. Yeah. I, I'm going to I'm going to be on record and say that I think that Snoke is actually talking to Ray at that point. Which, if that is the case, because you know he says when I first found you, yada yada yada, I found all this, and then something very special. Um, and you think, well, of course he's talking to Kylo yes, I because I found it's... you. So, but then he says very something special. Ray Ray is more special than Kylo. But, Let's face it. But Ray is Kylo, more powerful. No, than not necessarily, we, because Kylo is the son of Leia and uh-huh. Han. Yeah, you, and you don't forget he is the actual Skywalker. Yeah, he is, yeah. You know he is of the Skywalker bloodline. He is the grandson of Darth Vader, and he's one he of them. Is, there might be two of them. And, he is something special. <laughs> and although we may not have seen it completely in the Force Awakens, I mean, you can see that Kylo Ren is powerful. But obviously, you know, Ray beats him. She doesn't have any training. He's also uh, bleeding out. From well, right. Oh no. Trust me. I I, I will true. be the first one to make that argument. People are like, "Oh, Ray's too overpowered. She beat Kylo Ren." I'm like, "Yeah, he got shot in the." You know, hit by a Wookiee bowcaster that we saw the same weapon sending stormtroopers flying 20 feet. I'm yeah. amazed the guy is still standing. Um, yeah. But I think there's going to be a very cool sort of duality between those two characters of Rey and Kylo Ren in this movie. I mean, just that line from Luke where he says, I've seen this kind of raw strength only once before, already kind of gives you the idea that not only is Rey really powerful, but that maybe Kylo Ren is even more powerful than we realize just from The Force Awakens. Um, and that the the connection between the two of them 
Um, I mean, we know that that Kylo Ren knows about Ray yeah. um, from you know the first movie when he, he chokes out that guy who's talking about uh, what girl? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we're like, well, what does he know about her? Um, and yeah, I mean, whether they're related or whether he's just trying to turn her to the dark side or, or knows something about her. I mean, there's some mystery there that I am again very much looking forward to getting more answers about well, in the movie. But I, I think the I think it's setting it up to sort of be like these two are almost two sides of the same coin in mm-hmm. a way. And, and just in terms of sort of the hero and villain dynamic for the rest of this trilogy. I mean, you think about the original trilogy with you know Luke and Vader. I mean, there was sort of a very clear good and evil there, but they weren't on the same level. Like, Luke was the new guy. Vader had been doing this for years, and then we find out he's his father and all that. But with Rey and Kylo, they're very much more kind of on the same level. They're, they're closer in age um, and... Kylo obviously was in Rey's shoes not all that long ago, being trained by Luke to use and control these this massive power that he has. Um, and I mean, if Luke does in fact kind of change his mind and say, "Okay, I'll take on Rey and train her," then it's going to be kind of like, "Okay, let's try this again and see if it can not go wrong this time." Like, what's what's down the <laughs> yeah, other? Yeah, wouldn't path? that really suck if like it happened back two times for Luke? <laughs> like, okay, this time I'm going to train another one, and she won't be bad. Oh, wait, she's on the dark side too. Great. Yeah, but it's it's obvious that Luke is just going to fly into a sun, and we're <laughs> exactly. never going to see him again. Well, that's how Luke dies. He flies yeah. into a sun. No, he, he so. But we can tell, I mean, from the the trailer as well, that Kylo perhaps might be having some second thoughts, maybe, about the whole bad guy thing. I mean, he is apt for temper tantrums, we've known from the first film. So slamming his helmet into into the wall doesn't necessarily mean, I hate being a bad guy, or it could just mean, I'm really, really mad at... You know, whatever. Um, Right. So, who knows? They took my lunch. (laughs) Yeah! Um, But... But but we do get the shot in the trailer, and maybe this doesn't happen exactly um, the way it's shot in the trailer, uh, where he seems to be confronting his mother in the space battle. Mm. And I have said for months before, you know, even before the trailer came out, that I don't think Kylo's story ends with episode nine. I think there's a lot more to his story, and I'm thinking maybe this movie he starts walking back towards the light. Um, and he's definitely conflicted. He is very conflicted. He doesn't really have the confidence in what he's doing, it appears, mm-hmm. to pull that final trigger. He did it with his father. Will he do it with his mother? Uh, maybe not. I yeah, I don't think so. I mean, well, for one thing, I and obviously they have to do something to wrap up Carrie Fisher's storyline as Leia in this movie or the next movie i mean we don't know how they're going to go about that it's it's a sticky situation and i am glad that i'm not the one that has to make that decision from a story standpoint but i don't think they're just going to start unceremoniously dumping off like the original trilogy characters one at a time in these movies no. like kill han in this one and then have kylo ren take out leia in this one so you know when when they kind of cut away from that shot of him about to pull the trigger um, while aiming, you know, at that the bridge of the ship that she's on, I don't think he's gonna just fire and kill her. Um, but whether he, I mean, you see him flanked by Tie Fighters there, so if he just doesn't pull the trigger and fly away, like somebody's gonna see him, and maybe that's why he's smashing his helmet there. Maybe he's angry at himself for not having mm. the the resolve to, you know, sort of do what he thought he needed to do. I also think it's very possible that maybe. He does end up pulling the trigger and maybe like, but intentionally misses or like right. damages the ship and then I still think lays Poe, off before, you know, 
destroying it completely. And I still think Poe flies in and makes the decision for him, and he has to peel off. So That uh. could be, too. Um, but, I mean, that would be cool in one sense, because also I love Poe and his X-Wing and everything, but I also... I kind of want to see what Kylo would do. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, we'll come back to that later. Let's, you know, but out of necessity, I got to go, you know, get away from Poe Dameron who's shooting at me right now. Like, I want to see what he decides in that moment. Well, there's a few more things we need to make sure we talk about before we get to some Q&A. And one of them, of course, is the most important character in the series, I believe. And that, of course, is the Porg. Um, <laughs> I can see. I can tell that some people in the audience are already porg crazy. Um, I myself am I'm kind of porg ambivalent, if that is a correct term. It's kind of like they're there. I don't think they're they're super cute or super bad or anything. I'm just kind of a wait and see kind of guy when it comes to those. Um, they do live on the planet of Octu right there or Octo, and uh, uh, with there's not many not much other stuff with for Luke to hang out with. There's these we don't have a picture of it, but there's like these turtle nuns or something that live on the planet it too or like that's a whole other weird thing i don't know what's going on. so luke isn't all alone by himself he has these little creatures around um what do you guys think about the the porgs what do you think i they're porgs i mean <laughs> I, it's a fun word to say i like the word porg i think with the um, disney acquisition with muppets i think this is going to work perfect for the swedish chef to like work get in there and go <laughs> porg 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 <laughs> um anyway yeah i and yeah, I mean, I think they're cute. I, I I don't I don't feel particularly strongly about them one way or the other. I you know I know some people are like, oh, they're gonna be the next Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, I don't think so. Like these guys clearly cannot talk the Senate into voting the Chancellor emergency powers and screwing <laughs> over the entire galaxy. Yeah. So. Uh, True. That we know they, of. They, they might be cute. They might be annoying. I don't think they're going to be super critical to the story one way or the other. Um, and some people are like, oh, they're just like a, a marketing grab. They just want to sell plush toys. I'm like, well. Everything Star Wars is yeah. a marketing grab. And, and if they're cute and they're fun and the kids love the toys of them, I don't care. So, well, I, 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 will, I will say there is talk. Apparently, there's a picture out there where Chewie has pork feathers coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I think it's a Sylvester and Tweety situation yeah. where they're like, Chewy, drop it, drop it. Yeah. yeah. When, when we see the, this shot in the trailer of, I mean, this is right after we see Chewy kind of roaring, sitting there in the seat of the Falcon, and it sounds like the Porg is almost imitating him. I think this thing is going to like stow away on the Falcon, yeah. and it's going to annoy the heck out of Chewy at first, and by the end of the but movie, Chewie... he's going to like begrudgingly love the little guy. Yeah, Chewy needs a therapy Porg at this point, doesn't he, though? <laughs> that is he... true. He's been through a lot, and we need to see the you know Chewy have somebody. For him. I think that could be the most accurate description we've gotten. So thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but there is of course more stuff in Star Wars, such as the wars like themselves. So we have, of course, we have our land battles, uh, such as the the battle right here on the planet Crate, which is kind of a cool looking planet. It it uh, has this kind of white salty sand, and then underneath it. Uh, we have this red dirt, and then it looks like we even have the, the falcon even flying through kind of a red crystally part of crate as well, uh, which is, this is looking like going to be a fantastic land battle going on, um, and it, with these new walkers as well. Um, by the way, you can see an old AT-AT or AT-AT in this, uh, in this group in the trailer, if you look closely, uh, for scale. It is there just to show you how massive these uh, walkers are in the, the new film. They kind of look like gorillas, really, uh, walking right there. Um, so we also have uh, space battles as well. 
Force, Force Awakens, Woo! yeah, Force Awakens didn't, had some awesome battles, but uh, no space battles. So it's nice to see that they're they're heading out there. This looks like it may be uh, of them escaping. Uh, oh gosh, Dakar, help. Dakar, yes, uh, where the rebel, the resistance base was. Yes, so yeah. this this could perhaps be at the beginning of the film because uh, after uh, we all know that at the end of the Force Awakens, the First Order knows <laughs> where they are, and uh, we're just about to aim, uh, of course. Uh, Death Star. This Star Killer Base. Star Killer Base. Yeah, I was going to say Death Star Four or Three or whatever, but uh, yes, Death uh, Planet One. Death Planet One. There, there we go. Yes, um, but we also have some new characters as well. We have Benicio del Toro uh, playing the part of DJ, and then of course we have Vice Admiral Amelin Holdo played by, and I'm forgetting her name, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Thank you. Uh, botanist, apparently, of some sort. No, uh, no, I'm kidding. That was Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so these are two new characters. We don't really know too much about these folks right here. And they weren't in any of the new trailers. Yes. Right. Conspicuous by their absence. Yes. So, we, you know, we'll have to see. There's some talk about uh, Holdo perhaps kind of having kind of a... Uh, not the best relationship with uh, with Leia and Poe, but based upon some of the uh, one of the books that has come out recently about Leia when she was a, a teenager, if that's true, Holdo has really changed because Holdo was very kind of like hippy dippy kind of in that book uh, compared to uh, what you know <laughs> that she doesn't might be look hippy dippy. Well, kind of like, she looks. She <laughs> She's looks, got purple hair. She yeah. came from Coruscant. Looks like very much, doesn't it? Looks like, kind of cool. Uh, Benicio del Toro, probably some. I think he's uh, some sort of hacker or something like that. Hacker and, smuggler, yeah. shady guy yeah. selling you death sticks. Scoundrel, you'd like him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but of course, I mean, uh, Kyle, you mentioned it there uh, before, but I guess one of the biggest questions we have as, as this film is going to be released is, uh, of course, the, the absence of Carrie Fisher for episode nine. Now, this film uh, was not initially going to have Leia dying. We do not know, obviously, if Leia is planned to, you know, suddenly die now in this, and you know, now that she has, we have no Carrie idea Fisher's if they're going to away. If they're going to change the story or not? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm like you said earlier. I'm glad I'm not the one having to make that decision. But the decision is going to have to be made. Uh, mm -hmm. Whether or not you kill her off, whether or not you recast the character, do CGI, which we saw in Rogue One. Although they have said before that they are not planning to do CGI. However, yes. we'll see if that remains the case or not. Uh, but you know, Carrie Fisher will sorely be missed, and anything that they do, if they continue the character along, will feel different. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would, you know, we asked the question uh, at Phoenix Comic Con, you know, if, if they did continue the character, would you want to see it recast or whatever? And I said, no, I just want, I just want Carrie back. So, um, mm -hmm. I, I, but it's, it is mm -hmm. one of those situations where, are they going to wrap the story? Are, what are they, how are they going to treat this? And we don't know. Yeah, I mean, all, all we know is that, like you said, they did initially say that they weren't going to do CGI like they did for Rogue One. Um, they said, I mean, they had a big meeting to discuss kind of what they were going to do with the story moving forward. We do know that Leia was initially supposed to have a big role in Episode Nine. Um, so it's unfortunate that we won't really get to see that now, at least in the way that they originally intended. But I guess the way they'd kind of laid it out was like seven was going to be Han's movie, eight was going to be Luke's, and nine was going to be Leia's in terms of sort of which of those original cast members got like the biggest focus. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, like you said, they could they could just change the story. They could recast the character. Um, and we do know that she had finished filming all her scenes for uh, The Last Jedi, so they don't necessarily need to change anything with this movie unless they decided to sort of re-edit it or whatever to just sort of wrap her story now. But again, we don't know what they're going to do with that. So yeah. um, we'll kind of have to reevaluate after we see the movie and kind of speculate from there. We shall see. Yeah. I just hope that we get something like this in the movie. Yeah. Like it's something like this picture where it, with Luke and Leia reuniting. Because mm-hmm. Luke didn't get to reunite with Han. And that yeah. bothered me from The Force Awakens. Luke and Han never got to see each other again. Um, and I want Luke and Leia to see each other again. So. Yeah. Well, we shall see. But right now, we have approximately we have about 10 or so minutes. So let's take it out to you guys out there. What kinds of questions, what kinds of theories, perhaps, have you heard about this movie? We're going to try not to keep it spoilery or anything like that, which is actually kind of easy to do because... This is the first film where it's been, well, Star Wars film, uh, The Force Awakens was pretty easy to get spoilers on in a lot of ways. Yes. In some ways, if you wanted to know the, the plot of The Force Awakens, like I knew Han died by this time uh, before Force Awakens. Uh, they've been keeping the spoilers very tight this film. So yeah. uh, speculation is high and... Uh, Facts are low. Yes. But let's go ahead and go to bring it out to you guys. What, what questions do you guys have about the film? You, sir. Mm, returning to the original planets. What do you think um, that will happen? I, I, I don't know. I would love to see some of the original planets um, or even the prequel planets show back up. Um, we do know Coruscant is still out there because what blew up in The Force Awakens was Hosnian Prime. Um, so, I mean, I think it could be cool to get back to Coruscant, get back to the galactic capital. Wouldn't um, it be cool if this scene takes place on Mustafar right there? No. And if Kylo is talking either to Rey or to whomever... Uh, At Vader's castle. I was about to go there. <laughs> that would be awesome. So that could be a planet that we could definitely come back to, I think. I mean, it would make sense for Kylo to go back to uh, Grandpa's attic, right? And find out what's going on over there. If, if, if he's interested in Grandpa, he wants to go you know, see what's going on. So that is a good possibility, I think. Mustafar, if I were to pick... One planet, but I really wish that. I mean, here's the, here's a shot right here of like some of the the aliens from uh, the Phantom Menace, and we had like five species of aliens, uh, it, which might have been a little too low for a galaxy that big. But now it seems like we're not even vi- revisiting alien species that we saw. Like I haven't. There was no not one Rodian in the Force Awakens, and that upsets me. <laughs> that upsets me. I the want my Greedo. Return, the only returning aliens we have were had actual names. You know, Admiral Akbar and Nine Num. Yeah. Were back, but those are the only returning alien Chewbacca. designs. Oh, yeah, Chewbacca. And Chewbacca. You know. <laughs> I always forget that Chewbacca's an alien, for whatever yes. reason. Yeah, he's a Wookiee, but is that an alien? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... And it's like we even have new planets in this movie that we didn't even see in the trailer, like uh, Canto Bight, which is like a casino planet. It's basically Space Vegas yeah. that they didn't <laughs> even show at all in the trailer, and we know that's going to be a big part of the movie. Um, at least have you know a pretty significant sequence there. So I don't think, at least in this movie, that they'll be revisiting any original planets, unless maybe Mustafar. And I do think that would be really cool to uh, see Kylo Ren go pay a visit to Vader's castle, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like they're kind of moving away from some of that stuff. Um, I mean, you would think, if anything, the first 
maybe original planet that they might go back to would be like Tatooine just because in the prequels and the originals that's one that keeps getting revisited so many times but I think now that we've got Jakku it would be kind of confusing for mm-hmm. you know, especially younger viewers and you know, it was people, already confusing enough newer. in Attack of the Clones with going back and forth for some people not for me of course but for Geonosis versus going back to yeah, uh, Tatooine. Tatooine and some people are going wait where's where's I thought Obi Wan wasn't with Anakin and all that so yeah you no, there, the same thing there is still one shot in that movie where I think oh we're back on Tatooine oh wait no that's Geonosis yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so I I, I, I yeah at this point it. I don't think it's too likely at yeah. least not in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Yes. Any uh, theories? New theories about uh, Snoke? Is he? Oh yeah. You uh, mean Darth Plagueis? The I mean. Uh, no. Okay. Sit down. Sit down, Jason. He does not like the theory of. of, of <laughs> if you if you guys have ever been to our panels before at either Tucson or Phoenix Comic Con, I have to prod Jason about that every time. I hate I, the Plagueis. You said I the secret word. Burning I love the theory that Snow could be Darth Plagueis. I don't necessarily stand by it. I'm not predicting that that's going to happen, but I think it's a really cool idea. And it I just, won't happen. I, I just <laughs> I just love talking about the possibility, and it gets so far under his skin that I just love poking. Yeah, you just gotta poke them. No, Snoke is Snoke. Yeah. That's it. Snoke is just Snoke. He's a new guy, um, and I will be very happy when this movie comes out that I can definitively say, see, Snoke is Snoke. But how can you definitively say it if you haven't seen it yet? He's going he's gonna to prove I'm everybody going to wrong. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> On stage, in front of everybody okay, no, here. The dark you side. will try. You're Snoke. Okay. Yes. Uh, who do you think C-3PO will be in this movie? Who do you think C-3PO well, no, will be? C-3PO. He'll be annoying. No, will C three PO be? Well, who who will C three PO be? I thought you said who will C three PO be? Well, he'll be I, I himself. He'll, he'll be annoying. He'll probably spend most of his time with Leia. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he'll he sh- he'll he'll be in there. Well, we, we know he do ha- does have his gold arm back, which is very it's a very yeah. quick shot. So in the we Force will Awakens. recognize him now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll say who? Oh, yes, good. He's back. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Snoke's what army? Clone army. Okay. Well, they did talk about uh, right at the beginning right there of The Force Awakens about maybe, uh, you know, Snoke should investigate having a clone army, right? Yeah, I but, think th- I think that was more of a nod kind of thrown in for the prequel fans because um, that was kind of a jab that Kylo Ren threw at uh, General Hux when, you know, the stormtroopers weren't able to capture uh, Finn on Jakku and he said perhaps, you know, Leader Snoke should consider using a clone army instead of your stormtroopers. Um, I don't think he actually has a clone army at this point, or if he does, we don't know anything about it. Um, that could be kind of cool, but, but we do know we that know obviously the First Order does have quite an army, right? Yes. Whereas the Force Awakens, I mean, and, and the, the Force army. Awakens, all, the entire Republic was basically demolished in the Force Awakens with a Starkiller base just destroying the government, the government, and and many of their battleships. I mean, the Resistance is basically, as far as we know, it. When it comes to who's going to be opposing the First Order. But back to your point about the clone army, we do know that the First Order stormtroopers are trained much the way from birth that the clones are. They're Mm -hmm. kidnapped or taken or conscripted um, and given a number 
and brainwashed yes. and trained much the way the clones were um, during the prequel trilogy. So I, I don't, as far as I know, we don't have any clones in this movie, um, but that could be cool if yeah. they were. But one thing we maybe should touch on real quick, just the dynamic between the First Order and the Resistance in this movie. Um, even though the Resistance won a major victory by blowing up Starkiller Base in uh, The Force Awakens, they've kind of gone out of their way to say, like, it was... I mean, even though they destroyed Starkiller Base, the First Order also got to use Starkiller Base and wiped out the leadership of the Republic. And so as far as people to oppose them, I mean, the, the remains of the Republic is kind of less left scrambling, trying to figure out who's in charge and whatever. Um, and so the resistance, like you said, is pretty much it as far yeah. as people left to oppose the First Order in terms there of military. Is- um, so the resistance is still very much sort of on their heels. They're definitely the underdogs in this movie. And you can even see in the first shot of the trailer where you see Kylo Ren kind of standing in front of that big window. Um, if you look closely, it looks like he's standing in front of some massive weapons factory or production plant or something like that. Because staging in the background, area. yeah, you see, well, not just staging area, but you see walkers like hanging from the ceiling on sort of production pipelines and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. The First Order is very well prepared for the coming war where the Republic and the Resistance are not. There's an intergalactic power vacuum at this. And I'm not just talking about a Mega Maid from Spaceballs. There is a... Thank you. Uh, Let's go to another question. Uh, Yes. Actually, you know what, ma'am? You had your hand up first. I'm sorry. We'll get to you next. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, confronting yes. himself in the cave. So that it, I I actually thought about this just a couple of days ago. I was like, wow, what if what if that line where Luke is is talking, you know, to her this is not going to go the way you think. What if that is part of her vision that she's getting, you mm-hmm. know? It didn't it's entirely possible or he could have gone into where she was having her vision, but it does look like some sort of cave Trial. Yeah, uh, there are some trials going on in, in that planet. You yeah, know, so swimming and stuff. A, I don't know. It's a good catch, and it's definitely something where um, I think she's definitely going to have some sort of testing, and whether or not she emerges successful, we'll have to see. Because Luke failed. Luke failed in the cave. Yoda tells mm-hmm. him that. Um, so whether or not Ray is going to fail or not, we'll have to see. All right, you sir. I didn't see much. Of- Not really, no. Hux, Hux is in that second trailer, kind of like next to Snoke, uh, in like a you know big... Boy, Snoke loves red in this. I mean, you know, the walls are red. Red is a big theme in this movie. We have, the, of course, the kind of crate with all the red sand, and we have the red backgrounds a lot in this film. So Ryan Johnson is really... Um, you know, he likes that pull, color. He likes it. It's in the posters. It's in everything. Uh, he, so he is in the film. Um, how big of a part does he have this time? Ooh, I don't know about that, but he, he, you know he will be around. Um, I, I'm actually very shocked that he lived. I, I could have sworn he was going to go with Starkiller base like Tarkin. I thought he was going to go at the end of the movie, but no. Speaking there. of first order villains, we didn't even talk about the the part of Finn dueling Phasma yeah, there. Phasma and Finn fighting um, out. That looks just shows amazing. you how much cool stuff there was in this trailer, and not just cool <laughs> stuff, but but stuff that makes you think and scratch your head and go, "Whoa, what's going on there?" So yeah. we could talk about this for another hour if we had time, <laughs> but we don't. But we don't. And so it is time to, to wrap things up. Let me just uh, once again, uh, so you can check uh, these gentlemen out with their Star Wars podcast. Of course, we have uh, Jason with the Wampas Lair podcast. Jason, l- let us know a little bit what happens with the Wampas Lair. So we're a discussion based 
Today's podcast, uh, we talk about any sort of thing. Uh, we have top five lists. We talk about the trailers sometimes. We're not really news-oriented. Uh, it's just those conversations that we all have sitting around discussing Star Wars, and that's what we like to do. Um, I do have business cards up here, so afterwards, if you want to grab some of those, I've got some available. And Kyle, what about you? Well, uh, yeah, so I do uh, Star Wars The Saga Continues with uh, my co-host Tim, and essentially we do just this kind of stuff. Um, we kind of start off as a news-based podcast, I guess. We talk about you know stuff that's coming up with the movies and the video games. We're also huge Battlefront fans. Um, but we really love getting into like rumors and speculation and, and talking about the movies and stuff like that in particular. Um, and we have no filter. And, and when I say that, I mean like we're, we're family-friendly, but we talked about this trailer for four hours. Yes. Um, we're, we're kind of known for our, our rants and our speculations. And a lot of other podcasts like Jason will record you know like once a week for like an hour and a half we record like once or twice a month for like two three hours on and, average three. And, and, and it was it just happened to fall <laughs> on our hundredth episode it was the trailer for the last jedi and we went four hours for the first time so that was awesome so if you love listening to, to long discussion uh, speculation um podcasts about the new movies and stuff uh might yeah. want to check us and out. if you're a fan of uh animaniacs and if you're going to be following me over to animaniacs live down the road uh then you're going to love the animaniacast uh we are we discuss animaniacs in general and we actually have the creator of the show tom ruger as a regular uh guest which is something really outstanding so you can learn the behind the scenes of what's going on in that great cartoon series plus you can go to retrozap.com and see a bunch of other star wars stuff there every day but thank you so much everybody for being here if you have any additional questions and stuff uh, we'll yeah, have to ask you. but thank you for coming thanks and for filling up the room we had to make a yeah, couple more chairs yeah